Now tuning in to Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. take a little drink i got an is today whoa so is that how you big... say it oh no i think it's izzy i just okay <laughs> I, had I, to... just, like, <laughs> I think i just lost my mind <laughs> yeah the z and the e at the end are silent it's like that community channel video where someone tells her it's pronounced pistachio and she fucking has a <laughs> meltdown <laughs> i would hate that i would hate living yeah. in that world yeah. Oh no, gosh, I don't know well. why I feel the need to abbreviate a four-letter word into no, a two-letter. Go for it. You cut out um, a syllable, it's fine. Yeah. Anyway, not fair. sponsored by Izzy, this podcast. No, but I wish it was. Yeah. We're open I don't know. to the idea. <laughs> Listen, we can be bought, so <laughs> uh, anytime. Anytime you want. Today, oh my god, could you hear Chris's sneeze? Jesus <laughs> very Christ. powerful. What I the think fuck the audio is up? wave might have cut. <laughs> it did. What the fuck is up with dudes sneezing so loud? What is that? What's up with your sinuses? Hey, welcome to my okay? five minute set. <laughs> oh god. Okay, so I don't this might be a thing where I just have too good of a snoz for anything. But have you oh, been ever okay. ever been able to <laughs> smell someone sneeze before? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> No, listen, hear me out. Is hey. that your fucking X-Men superpower? <laughs> I hate it. If it is, I hate it. Um, <laughs> I, beautiful all bodies are beautiful. We're all been just given gifts <laughs> and we should like, live judge-free or whatever. <laughs> but, like, what am I supposed to be? I'm not a disease-smelling dog. Like, I don't... But I swear to God, what I can smell Chris's sneezes. And I told him that before. And he's like, that's not good. <laughs> Ellie, what? What does it smell like? <laughs> um, what are you smelling? I don't know. Oh, my I, God. I, um, I, it just, it smells like an old book, I guess. I don't. Now I feel, I don't, I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> Maybe there's something wrong with my brain. Maybe I'm dying. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> That's the first thing to go. <laughs> yeah, you start to uh, smell sneezes. And yeah. it's not like I'm intentionally trying to, like, sniff and get my nas up there. It's just that, like, I, there's an aura and I can smell it. Oh, my God. Anyway, welcome into the Twilight. I can smell your bullshit from ten minutes away. This is the most unhinged intro to this podcast we've ever done. What is happening? I'm not going to apologize for anything because I still have two weeks left of teaching for this year and I'm done. Good lord. We are ending on the 27th. It's going to be September and you're just going to keep, you're not going to stop. It'll just be all the school year's up on you. Honestly. Just, uh, those snow days really fucked me over. Um, yeah, they like that's so, what they do, you know. Yeah, so many of my kids wished for them, and it's like, did you? Did you really want to keep going to school until July, mm-hmm. Jeremy? Because uh, that's what we're doing. <laughs> oh my god, that's what they used to call my cousin. My cousin's name is Jeremy, and we used to always call him Germ. What the fuck is with that? Why is that a thing? <laughs> uh, kids are mean. Is Imagine how self-conscious he was. Just me, a 10-year-old, calling him a 14-year-old germ? Like, who am I? What? <laughs> the audacity. Anyway, um, this is a show not about any of that stuff. Cody, how the hell are you doing? I'm good. Uh, I've been watching a lot of Fleabag recently. Yo, um, okay, where are you in season two? That might need to be its own bonus genus. I'm I'm just finishing up season one, so I'm not Oh my god! At, I'm not even at Hot Priest yet, I know. Okay, fuck everyone. We have to do a bonus bonus on Fleabag. Yeah. Because Phoebe is amazing. 
She's so good. And I just and, feel like the, the aura of, like, a, a smarmy British fuck-up. <laughs> yeah. Really appealing. <laughs> There's something about Fleabag that really, really hits those boxes, I'd say. Yeah. And I think that comes from, like, here's what a, a TV show written by a woman can right. look like. Yeah. And it's very refreshing. I cannot wait for you to get to season two because, holy shit, who mm, knew? The hot, pri- the hot priest discourse was, like, a lot. Dude, yeah. It's what Andrew Scott deserves, all right? We've all been That's thirsting true. after him for years in the Honestly, worst parts of the internet. So, really, it's about time. If you didn't have a crush on Moriarty seven years ago, you right. were lying to yourself. Yeah. Grow And up. it's okay to have a... <laughs> hey, fuck you, <laughs> child. Grow up. Have a crush on hot priest. It'll really yeah. fuck up your psyche. You'll uh, really have to do some deep dives on entrenched religion. <laughs> Yeah. That's good, though. I'm glad. How are you, my friend? I'm so tired. Yeah. I feel like these last couple weeks, I've just been on the edge. If you... Hey, uh, future Cody, can you just add in the... <laughs> I just... <knew> like, <laughs> can you really just, like, emphasize that for me? Um, I literally was like, man, I wish I had a punch-up-the-jam, like, uh, soundboard where I could just do, I'm on the edge! <laughs> Honestly, you doing it is so much better. Okay. Um, okay. And I, we probably won't get sued that way. So yeah. if you can just, like, rip that audio and just, like, <laughs> underscore it, that would be great. What if we just started adding harmonies? <laughs> Every track now just has, like, a fun little uh, pitch up. Oh, and my so God. And it's just a beautiful little harmony. The whole show is in harmony. <laughs> that would be great. Um, I think it's, it's pretty indicative of how, like, unraveled this is. But yeah. my psyche is just, like, over it. But alas, I have to keep showing up and telling other people what to do, which is an interesting experience. But yes, I'm here to talk about some shit. Most notably, I'd like to bring to the space a conversation that happened in my homeroom today. Ooh. Um, between a couple seventh grade boys. And here's how this went down. I was minding my own business in my own classroom, writing on the whiteboard, as one does before class starts. And two students that I didn't know were friends, one of them asked the other, what would you do if ketchup was gone? Like, forever gone. (laughs) He was, like, obliterated from the earth. And so the other guy was, like, in a very matter-of-fact tone, like, well, obviously. He was, like, well, I would just go to space and make some. Yeah, you know? (laughs) So (laughs) that's the, um, that's the experience that I had to deal with today of trying to keep a straight face and not (laughs) cough spit onto my whiteboard from laughing so hard. That kid's a fucking visionary. (laughs) That kid is thinking about things in a new way that we are not at yet. Our brains Um, can't do that yet. (laughs) I just, I want to know how, how tomatoes exist (laughs) in space. I want to know where, where is this new planet? Tomatoes grow on Mars. Come on. Honestly, is that explains the color to me. So I get it. <laughs> that I understand. That kid was on some shit. Either Red Bull or just like hormones or both, honestly. But that's that's the jokes that I've got for you today. No, those are just um, some good bits. Thank, thank you. you thank you so much. Of course, um, of course. We have good bits in the forms of current events that we should probably talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this first one that I've brought to the space today is from Cinema Blend. Mm. And it has a very haunting photo of Arbath at the beginning of it. I wouldn't even go as so far as to say cursed. <laughs> it's I would ne- I never want anyone to look at me like that. <laughs> His brow is so furrowed. <laughs> and so stern. He's ready to kick some ass. <laughs> His it, brow bone is like protruding. It looks that like the tense. <laughs> It looks like the before photo of a monster factory. <laughs> <laughs> like something they're really about to do some damage to. Yeah. Oh, you could fuck this boy up so quickly. <laughs> For real. Um, so this Cinema Blend piece was posted on June 12th. Um, and it says, see what Robert Pattinson and Vanessa Hudgens could look like as DC Z- Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle. Here's the thing that really fucks me up. I, when I look at this manip here, it really does something to eighth grade me. Yeah. And I didn't need that unlocked. Right. Um, I guess it's not actually a manip. Someone made this in Photoshop. 
it looks great, like, yeah, visually. Yeah, it's very nice. Um, I think that it was a very interesting twist for them to put Vanessa Hudgens in focus and Armpad's <laughs> not. <laughs> Fuck Batman. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Fuck it's... Him. It's doing something to me. Yeah. This short uh, hair moment is great. Fuck. I'm into Yeah, they, they basically have the same haircut, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Vanessa's just a little bit more, like, call you the manager. The most bisexual Batman movie to ever be made. <laughs> it's all I want. Yeah. It's all I want. It's all I think society needs, really. Right. Yeah. It's what we deserve. Do you want to introduce us to this next piece? Hell yeah, baby. This is a quiz. Holy shit. It's been a while. From what culture? Great. That has a logo that looks almost identical to polygons. (laughs) It does. Um, And it's called, How Old Do You Know Robert Pattinson's Movies? Damn. Yeah. Speaking of hot folks in suits and guns. Yeah. This is um, a good photo with a very uh, weird Weight Watchers ad right at the bottom there. <laughs> uh, yes, same. Um, okay, so this has, I honestly have no idea how many questions are on here, but. We're going to write it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this first question, in which of these movies does Pattinson play a character based on a real person? Maps to the <sighs> Stars, Remember Me. Queen of the Desert, or The Rover. Literally the only one I know is Remember Me, and I don't even think I've watched it. <laughs> See, I I love Remember Me, and that's the only one I've seen on there. I yeah. don't think that's based, his story specifically is based right. on true facts. So uh, I'm going to go with The Rover, because that sounds the closest sure. to being real. I'll say Queen of the Desert, just to diversify the pool here. Wow, it's, okay, so when it said answers at the end, I mean, like, at the end end. Okay. Um, okay. What is the name of Pattinson's character in Good Time? Uh-oh. Uh, Connie Nikas, Sam Nikas, Nick, or Ray Nikas. Fuck, I just watched this. I think it's Connie. Alright, then let's go, with, let's go with Connie. Uh, wow, this is... Fuck, you're all fake fans. Okay, which Hogwarts house was Cedric Diggory in? Ravenclaw, Gryffindor, Slytherin, or Hufflepuff? They literally have a picture, and you can see the color of his tie. (laughs) So, just giving us an easy one here. Yeah, thanks. I needed it, actually. That's why I appreciate it. Yeah, that's fair. Which famous painter does Pattinson play in Little Ashes? Pablo Picasso? Ed, Ed, Edward Munch, <laughs> Salvador Dali, <laughs> or Jackson Pollock. I feel like I've seen him in a in a Dali mustache. Is that wrong? Did I make that up? No, I don't think you made it up. I definitely remember it just being a little whoop, like yeah, just a I little. I think that's what it was. And that one was based in like the 1920s or something. So, so that, that would check out. Tracks. Oh god! Science oh god! Science. Sorry. Uh-oh. The next one they have a clip of him from New Moon, and that's just. <laughs> I don't need to be this email right now. Okay. It is um, traumatizing. His fucking jawline. He's going to be such a good Bruce Wayne. What is Edward Cullen's special ability? Telepathy, telekinesis, precognition, or pathokinesis? They're using uh, a lot of Greek and Latin stems here. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot of stems. Well, it's definitely not telepathy. Yeah. And it's definitely not telekinesis, because that's a whole different thing. No. Um, I think it's precognition. That sounds right. Precognition? How the fuck? But sure. Precognition, probably. Yeah. <laughs> that has to be it. Oh my god, another one from New Moon. Bye! <laughs> Ma'am, settle down, please. God, How many Razzie brain. Award nominations does Robert Pattinson have? Three, six, seven, or two? It's gotta be seven, right? He's gotta have so many. He's got to have one for every Twilight movie, right? Right? Yeah. That's I'm going to go with seven. I think seven's a good answer. In the rover, Pattinson stars alongside which Australian actor? Joel Egerton, Hugh Jackman, Guy Pearce, or Chris Hemsworth? Um... He was not in a movie with Chris Hemsworth, was he? I don't think so. I don't think so either. For some reason, Guy Pierce seems right to me for no reason other than I just feel like it. Sure. I'm going to go with Joel. Okay. 
This is literally the slowest page load time I've ever experienced in my fucking Honestly, life. and it doesn't say, like, you're on number eight <laughs> out of. It just keeps no, going. No, this does. is forever now. This is it. You're trapped. In life, Pattison plays a photographer assigned to shoot pictures of which famous actor? He's been in a lot of movies, huh? <laughs> He's been in way more movies than Damn. I realized. Yeah, holy shit. All right, James Dean, Rock Hudson, Cary Grant, or Clark Gable. Well, whatever it is, I'm into it. This movie sounds good. Yeah, I'm sold on this movie for a real one. Um, I'm going to go with my favorite out of all of these, which is Cary Grant. Cool. And that's Rock Hudson. I don't know what it is about this website, but this quiz is breaking it. I <laughs> Because <laughs> it's, it's a lot. Okay. I'm in hell. How many films by David Cronenberg does Pattinson star in? Five, two, one, or four? Um, Uh, Cosmopolis is one. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to go with two. I don't know why, but it just... two is a... mm, Yeah. I think two is a good guess. Sorry, can you go to the next photo? Yeah, no. Because I don't know where his mouth is. (laughs) lost in the beard it's so wispy why is the beard so wispy all right which of these movies is not based on a book water for elephants the lost city of z the childhood of a leader or cosmopolis so i know water for elephants was a book yep that's true the lost city of z was a book i think so i feel like for some reason cosmopolis seems right but also i don't know was it an adaptation? It might have been. But okay. So apparently there are ten questions. Okay. I got 50%. Okay. I picked Childhood of a Leader. I'm gonna see how I did. I got 60! <laughs> Damn. Does it not say which ones? Oh, okay. Okay, so it, it was Queen cool. of the Desert. That was that the real person. Precognition was wrong, I guess. He's not... I guess it was not... telepathy. <laughs> That's a whole different thing. Um, okay, six so you Razzies, six that Razzies. Razzies. That makes sense. Oh, you're right with Guy Pierce though. Holy shit! Wow. Of uh, course, James he Dean was the obvious one. Yeah, yeah, we were just with our Hollywood boys. And you did get Childhood of a Leader right. Interesting. Okay. Hell yeah! All right. I love well, how just taking risks. Wow. Um, All right. I guess we need to watch more Arpad's films. Uh, yeah, I. Here. I realize that he's done so much, and I know so little, yeah. and arguably the, the worst parts compared to sure, him, so. Sure. Okay, um, we have a question. Ooh. We have a couple of questions. I, I'm a little intrigued by this, and I want to get your interpretation of this. So we got some questions on Twitter. We can't tell you who it is, because they didn't pay for it. Um, yeah. But the, the tweet goes a little bit like this. Divorced parents named Isabella, Bella versus Peach. Who's the batter bitch? Fight. I love this. So here's what I I am assuming <laughs> from this that like both are in the ring. Who's your fighter? Right. Yeah. Okay. This this does a lot. I do like me. how the question does make it seem like it's just asking if we have divorced parents. <laughs> I was like, yes. It's like, also, yeah. Uh- <laughs> Okay, uh, let's pro-con this. Benefits, what are the Bella strengths? Oh, God. Um, and also, are we doing pre-vampire or post-vampire? Oh, God, we need more specifics, people, with these questions. God. Um, I think to even the playing field, they have to both be human. Okay. Um, Bella is down to clown. Yes. Ready to, to sacrifice herself at any cost necessary. Yes. So unbelievably horny. Has supernatural connections. Yes. Um, is very resourceful and can get herself out of bad situations without yeah. like, freaking out. I mean, she's a Virgo. She knows how to Right, think. she can figure it out, you know. Yeah, for sure. Get it together. Um, weaknesses are... The cannot person alive. <laughs> she is... She is a Weeble Wobble, so... <laughs> cannot stand on two feet <laughs> without falling uh, to the ground. Does not understand the concept of volleyball. Yes, 
every uh, athletic activity um, is a mystery. <laughs> is horny for golden onions? Is that a con? Is that a thing? <laughs> I don't know. I was just kind of naming things there. Um, has dad's a cop? That's something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Negative points. <laughs> um, has a gas guzzling truck. Um, no, this is just nothing. That has right. nothing to do with her right. abilities in the ring, Allie. That's true. Unless she brought the thing <laughs> into the ring. Also, I guess another maybe negative is she brings a lot of um, negative stuff to her. Well, yes, <laughs> but like she attracts a lot of like I don't know dangerous people. Same. <laughs> so I think she's yeah, kind of just it. like repellent for violence and and all that stuff. Right. Okay. Peach benefits. Yes. Will cut a bitch. Yeah. Like, in a second. (laughs) All of her ties are for power and not for love. Yes. So she can cut them. She's very, like, Victoria, I would say. She threw a divorce party for her parents. (laughs) (laughs) A plus? Definitely not a con. (laughs) I need to know more. Um, Is also has connections. This is true. But less supernatural and more just, like, terrifying brown people. What? No, people from Brown. <laughs> Jesus, I'm not God. Um, all right. What else? Uh, mm. Is having that extensive collection of Wizard of Oz books anything? <laughs> I, is think that... so. I think if anything, it's a con. <laughs> That's true. They were very easy to steal, apparently. So Yeah. Yeah. If con, she is very easy to steal from. <laughs> now, here's what I'll say. Peach is, uh, very much has stalker tendencies, and Bella is just, like, honey to those stalker bees. Oh, yeah. So, there's definitely something going on there, I think, pretty much in Peach's favor. Yeah. No, I think that's that's valid. Um, Peach can run in heels. Yes. And fight in heels. Can run in heels in Oh my god, York. Peach has a gun. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that too. I was trying not to bring up the obvious things here. But yeah, I forgot. Who's gonna, but yeah, who's gonna let Peach a have a gun in the ring? So I'm just saying, but she she's the kind of person that just has a gun, though. That's thing, true. I think, is a, is a factor in some direction. I'm not sure which, but it's an intimidating one. For sure. Here's what I'll say. I think it depends on where the ring is. If it's in a New York Space. subway station, <laughs> then Peach will obviously win. Yeah. If it's in a library, I feel like it's a coin toss. I don't know many places where it would be good for Bella. <laughs> I just think, here are the places where people fight. The subway. The, the library. <laughs> Okay, first of all, <laughs> the subway is true because I saw it happen in my own no, eyes. The in New subway York. is true, but the the, the library. Pivot, the quick pivot. To the, library. the library. I saw John Wick three twice, so oh and that definitely happens. Here's what I'll say: if it's in a regular ring, I don't know, but I just imagine fights as like they're Mortal Kombat, so you always move into different spaces. Like, are they gonna fight on a beach? Are they gonna <laughs> fight on a tub? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You take a fucking um, road trip. <laughs> yes. I'll be honest, I think Peach would win, but yeah. I think that's just because she has more experience with this. Yeah. And I think that post-vampire transformation Bella would definitely kick her butt. Yeah. But also, why do they have to fight? Yeah, come on, man. So, that's what I have to say. Well. Just, uh, think about that. Pawn on a little bit. Just come the back patriarchy tearing women apart. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> Alright, should we get into chapters 13 and 14? I uh, suppose we should. We are, like, 150 pages in. Yeah. This book is 400 pages. We are a third of the way through, according to my situation. <sighs> I don't understand. What else is there? I have so many questions. Okay. So, chapter 13 starts effectively like a day after their date or yeah. whatever. Um, 
We'll say. The emoticons, still not into it. No. Still don't like it. so many. Yes. Um, but chapter 13 already starts off with Joe being self-deprecating in that apparently a day after their date, he texted back to be like, let's go see a movie. Um, and she responded, no. (laughs) And so he hates himself now. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, she's like, actually, I saw it already. Um, still kind of hungover, lol. Um, and am writing so much, but see you later, maybe. And of course, because he's Joe, he knows that she's not writing writing. She's just emailing because her friends don't have a group chat, which is weird. Uh, but they prefer to email instead. Because they're fucking lunatics. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand it. I'm very confused by it. Anyways, um, all of her, all of Beck's friends are trying to tell her to please stop worrying about Benji, and she says no to all that. Yeah. Um, the other thing is she also says that Joe is very intense in an email, and Joe decides to unpack that and kind of hyperfix on it, fixate on it, in the sense of, like, he thinks that it's a compliment, but also knows that it's not. Um, but apparently... A lot of this chapter, I would say, revolves around Twitter, because then um, Beck tweets out, apparently, you know, just the most relatable tweet ever, uh, <laughs> that day, when you can't not go to Ikea anymore. Which right. is something. I love to tell my followers that I busted my bed. <laughs> yeah, you just fucked so hard, I- <laughs> you broke the headboard. Can you imagine a fucking Edward tweeting this? <laughs> Let's talk yeah. about Edward's Twitter a little bit. Oh no! <laughs> I think he Edward would just be, be rid- scared of Twitter. I think so too. Yeah. Um, I but do I love do feel- though that after this being tweeted, fucking Joe is like, "Fuck this!" <laughs> yeah, he was he so like, pissed. Kicks one of his type one of the thirty thousand typewriters in his tiny apartment. Yes, and he's like, "You can't just like hashtag broken bed." <laughs> well, you know I'm gonna see it. Yeah. Beck, I'm supposed to be breaking your bed. Actually. Here's what I'll say. Yeah. Edward, hashtag broken bed. Bella, hashtag broken me. Whoa. Whoa. Ouch. <laughs> Relevant in New Moon, also, also, <laughs> in <laughs> Breaking Dawn Part 1. And, yeah, yep, yeah. Um... Here's what I'll say. Did you see that thing going around on Twitter a couple days ago about the typewriter made out of teeth? No. Well, all right. I hate it, though. I'll say that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, All I can imagine... So, apparently, it was the thread of, like, someone on Airbnb um, finding really sketchy shit, as one ought to do. And there was... They posted a photo of a typewriter made where each of the keys was teeth instead um, and that's all I can think about with Joe's typewriters now. Yeah, you know, that checks out. Yep. Um, since we do know, hashtag confirmed, um, from the the TV show that he does keep teeth as trophies, so. Yeah. That's something. Um, anyways. Wake back- up, America. <laughs> Wait, listen, I've got red string. It's all making sense to me. Um, Beck attempts poorly but also successfully to get joe to go to ikea with her here's what i am confused about and i guess i just need a little bit more new york context is there really a ferry that goes only to ikea um i think it's, what the fuck right i think ikea is on it might be on staten island and that's i think I'm the ferry fucking goes there. This out. um yeah because ikea there's no ikea in the city proper because there's no space for an Ikea. That's why there's, sure. there's no Walmart there either. There's not, like, those big box, like, stores. Um, yeah, that's wild. So, yeah. I think it's on Staten Island or Queens or something, so you would take a ferry to get there. Okay, Long so I'm Island. looking at this right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in Brooklyn. Okay. But in the Carroll Gardens neighborhood. Okay. Which is on, like, not 
Brooklyn Heights North part, but near like Governor's Island. Okay, yeah, so Governor's Island, yeah, okay. Got it. So I guess I guess you could take a ferry there. Take a little boat. Just take a boat to a box store, you know? Yeah. Just casually. Um, Damn, now I'm just, like, in a time loop of this New York City Google Map situation. <laughs> it's, there's a Costco, okay, all right, all right, I'll deal with this later. Save that for my own time. Um, so, again, they, they take a boat to a store, which is weird for me. I don't understand that. Um, but whatever. Anyways, Joe's all like, yes, I know it's not in the nighttime, but this is still a date. We'll be great. I'll fuck you at this Ikea bag. <laughs> It'll be so hot. So here's, if you're trying to compare this to the um, TV show, this is like when they go to that fancy furniture store that we know Beck definitely couldn't afford. Yeah. And so it makes more sense to me that she's going to Ikea. That seems more like in her budget. Yeah. Because they me. not afford to like film at an Ikea? Is that the problem? That's what I imagined, which just seems weird, because, like, right. why not give... That's, like, Ikea's brand, yeah. since they did 500 Days of Summer, so... Right. Speaking of... Okay, well, we'll yeah, get Yeah, we'll that. get there. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, so Joe says that, like, he'll see back later, because he has to go deal with his Benji situation, um, a.k.a. the person he's keeping in a cage. Please don't forget that. Yeah. Um, and he decides to... I think this is the part where he gives Joe or gives Benji those like treats and stuff and starts asking him about some like music person that he liked. I think it was, was it like Lou Reed? I think is who it was. Sure. Yeah. Um, and of course, typical Benji. Lou Reed R.I.P. <laughs> yeah. So the, it turns into this like weird conversation just so that Benji can have like share information so Joe can tweet it out. Because um, apparently Joe is hyper fixated on the fact that Beck is still concerned about Benji. Weird, weird thing for Beck right. to do. How dare she? Right. And he wants to, to stop that effectively. The weird thing that I thought about this chapter, because it wasn't like this in the TV show, um, no. is there's this part in this chapter where Benji is like super fucked up. And I think it's because, it's indirectly because of Joe, or directly because of Joe, the fact that he's been keeping him in that cage. Yeah. But it didn't seem like he was overdosing him or something. He's no. just kind of going store crazy, effectively. Yeah. Uh, which was weird. But I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, he, Benji also does the thing that he does in the TV show where he tells Joe to stop liking Beck, um, and also talks about the red ladle, which will come up again. We'll get there. Um, and he also mentions this locker, which he didn't do in the TV show. Of apparently, okay, the author Stuff thought that it was important. That he's stolen. Yeah, the author thought it was necessary to have Benji think he's a kleptomaniac of just, like, stealing stuff, because apparently that's what rich kids do, um, which was weird. So, Joe and Beck meet up to go to Ikea, and Joe is all, like, in his feelings because of this red ladle thing, which, if you remember from the TV show, Benji was all like, oh yeah, she likes to be fucked with it, um, and that's, like, maybe the case, but not the primary case. So that's chapter 13. It wasn't that interesting to me, personally. Yeah. It just seems um, something really randomly thrown in there. Being like, oh, here's something. Here's another character point. Yeah, it felt like very much like a filler chapter to me. Yeah. Um, chapter 14, though, was a little bit wilder. <laughs> Get a little bit more information than we did in the TV show. Um, I just love the fact that Joe thinks, considers this fairy to what I now know as South Brooklyn, um, as the Ikea fairy, which is a, that sounds like a whole different thing. <laughs> this fairy ride is a lot to talk about. Especially because we know from the TV show that, like, Beck is horny for fairies. She wants <laughs> to fuck on a fairy and also fuck a fairy. Okay, weird side note. Um, this weekend... Chris showed me the dark rabbit hole that is uh, My Strange Addiction. Yeah. 
And that included the one, which I only thought this was, like, a Twitter joke, but apparently it's not, of the guy who fucks his car. Yeah. And that was something that I did not realize was real. Yep. So, that's what I can only imagine is going on with Beck here. She's just a little horny for a boat. But it's okay. It happens. Yeah. Um, you know what also happens is when you're talking to this girl you're going on a second date with about your job, and you mention that there's a cage in it. As you do. As you do. And, of course, Beck was like, sorry, what? (laughs) Like, can you uh, (laughs) explain that at all? And, uh, and Joe says no. He just is like, obviously, Beck, there's rare books. I have Duh. to keep them in a cage. Have you been to a bookstore before? Come on. Have you ever read a book, Beck? Yeah. Do you know that some of them are old? So weird. <laughs> if they're not enclosed by a cage, they'll wither and turn to dust, Beck. Beck, obviously you know that if we don't confine them, they will eat the souls of their readers. You have to understand at <laughs> They're this point, too powerful. They know too much. Yeah. There's too much um, knowledge in there. Yeah. And apparently, Joe keeps the remote for the AC unit in his pocket because Just that's a normal thing. <laughs> you never like, know. You can't be left alone. You, you're so fancy that you have a remote for it, but it doesn't have an app that you can just track it on your phone. <laughs> Fucking weirdo. Yeah. Um, anyways, um, for some reason, Beck starts to talk about her family. Um, and while she's doing this, Joe can only imagine Beck and Benji having sex because that's where he's at in his life. Um, and this is the part where she mentions that her dad died. What, what? What, what? Um, which we know, at at least in the TV show anyways, he's not dead. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, and there's a part here which felt a little bit, I don't know, it felt fake to me. And this is coming from a a book, but, um, (laughs) is the part where Beck says that, her dad's been dead a year, um, and Joe recognizes that she's going to cry, and then all of a sudden, second date, waterworks on the ferry. Yeah. I, I understand. a lot, for sure. It is. Especially because she just called Joe intense in her email to her friends. Right. And now <laughs> she's crying about her dad. And, like, listen, grief is weird. Sure, um, yeah. But it felt, it didn't feel in character, I yeah, would say. Yeah, because this wasn't at least intended to be like a day like it was just no. like a fun hangout whatever but like she definitely wanted just not to pay these craigslist dude to like get her stuff and then move it into her home right exactly and that's why joe is here <laughs> yes joe is there so that she can get free labor and also be fond after it happens uh, to the best of us, you know? Listen, yeah, listen, I get it. I get <laughs> like, it. I, come on. I, come on. I understand. I get you. I see. Um, we are in chapter 14, and this is the first mention that we get from Beck about Dr. Nikki, um, and not the last, I assume. <laughs> yeah, regrettably. So they get into Ikea, and this is when the 500 Days of Summer comparisons start. Yeah, it's a fucking essay. And I hate it. Um, (laughs) Apparently, Joe had never been to Ikea. Uh And I feel like the way that he decided to prepare was instead of looking up that monkey from Ikea. Do you remember that? Um, I do, with the coat, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He instead watched a clip from 500 Days of Summer, which is fake, Joseph. (laughs) Not like the monkey with the coat at Ikea. Fucking, just look at the news Put for once in your life. <laughs> but also, like, Joe's construction of reality is very much in line with, like, that that falsification of reality in 500 Days of Summer, right? Where it's just like, yeah. none of this is real, this is all shitty, and you're just viewing this through your own perspective and don't have any empathy for other people. Um... So, yeah, he's like, all right, I can I can fuck with what's going on here. Yeah, but there's a part, too, where he's like, life at Ikea is not like life at Ikea in the movies. Uh-huh. No shit, Joseph. 
Really? <laughs> yeah. There's the way that he described Ikea. It's very much like my personal experiences at an Ikea, which is there's always a family next to you that's either about to get divorced um, or their kids have are possessed by evil entities. That's just how Ikea works, sir. I don't know what to tell you. Sorry. Um, sorry about it. But Sorry about it. But th- there seems to be this expectation here that Joe has, for no reason, nothing that Beck is giving off, of like, oh yeah, we're going to fucking do it after this. Or, we're going to do it in the Ikea. Because, sure. Um, yeah, why not? And you ever just fuck uh, in an Ikea? Weird. Yeah. Um, apparently, their conversation about pillows... He interprets as being about sex because, sure. I guess. Yeah. Um, they do end up eating a pi- just one meatball, I think. Uh, <laughs> a singular meatball. Hi. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to Ikea. What can I get you? <laughs> I'd like, I've heard good things about your meatballs. Yeah, no, they're very famous um, and they're great. They're Swedish because uh, it's Ikea. Um, which, how many would you want? <laughs> like a plate of them? Like a bowl of them? What do you want? Yeah, can I just get one? I would like an meatball, please. <laughs> just just the, sing- the singular meatball. Give me I the best like one you got. Um, the best one, also the smallest one. <laughs> Put it on the boyfriend and I will just fucking lady in the tramp style it in front of you. <laughs> I'm just imagining one of those little, like, appetizer forks. Like, the ones that are super small. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so tiny. It's like a, yeah. just a toothpick. <laughs> yes, exactly. I I was so confused by this because, according to Joe, they waited in line for forever to get them. Yeah. Only to have one. <laughs> you really um, could have asked for more. <laughs> he could have. It's like, sir, you paid for this. You yeah. can, they, they usually serve more than these. Um, before that, though, um, there was a part where Beck, like, leaves to go to the bathroom, aka also go on her phone, which means that Joe is also on her phone by proxy. Mm. And apparently she emails the Craigslist guy and is like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. My boyfriend's gonna do this for me. I don't want to pay you. Yeah. And Bye. of course, Joe reads too much into this. Wee 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 wee. So that was embarrassing for him. That's me. That's me. I'm the boyfriend. Hey, I'm That's the me. boyfriend. That's, That's me. We can fuck now. Um, Peck. <laughs> he he also calls her Missy. Um, where she, when she's like, you know, Joe, I'm totally gonna have or help you put the bed together, and he's like, mm, yeah, sure, Jan. But it was gross. Oh, my God. Okay, so we need to talk about the red ladle thing. Apparently, Joe had been, like, trying to bring this up in conversation throughout the whole time that they were there, which has been hours, according to him. They've been there for forever. Um, But he hasn't found a way to do it until they get to the food part or whatever Because they have spatulas. And he's like, you know what? I need to go buy some utensils. Because sure. Um, And Beck's like, "Mm, actually, no. (laughs) Please don't do that. And of course, he makes her come. Not like in a good way, but just like move with him throughout Ikea. Um, This is the part where she finally divulges the story about the ladle and he's like, ha, Benji, it's not about sex at all. It's about trauma. Take that. Um, well, Beck is just like crying in an Ikea as one ought to do. Um, and that's the similar story, I think, from the TV show of like, it's about her dad. Um, and then there's a part at the end, which I thought was super gross, because they kind of talked about this in the TV show. But seeing it like this is, is worse, where... Joe says, your father had a red ladle, and now I have a red ladle. And I will make you the pancakes you want so badly. The pancakes you haven't tasted since he died. It's like, ooh, okay. Joe, you are gross, and also reading too much into the fact that she just wants you here to make this bed. But, alas. And that's okay. where, that's where I end. We did it. We did it. It's all stopped. It just <laughs> ends at the end. With him saying that he's her boyfriend, 
And that's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ow! So, next week, chapters 15 and 16. We're getting there slowly but surely. We are chip, chip, chipping away at this thing. Yes. So, we have a couple of pachons. Um, (laughs) I love... (laughs) My French Canadian heritage. Um, <laughs> Patron sense of this podcast. Yes, exactly. Um, should we do our Pats movies? I guess. Since Why he not? has such a fucking catalog that I didn't realize. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's just, uh, just rip open the IMDb page just Hell real yeah, quick. Brother. Why is the B small? What? Why is... Why is the B small in IMDb? What is that? Oh, because it's it's database. International Movie Database. So the B is in its own word. Well, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. How about them apples? Okay. Am I right? Uh, why don't you kick us off here? Let's do it. Shout out to Sophia Salinger. Wee, 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 wee. <laughs> Who's gonna be? Water for Elephants. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, shout out to Aaron Salinger. Ow, 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 ow. Who's going to be Little Ashes, which came out the same year as Twilight. Whoa. Big Whoa. day for, for our pads. Big year, <laughs> It's a big year, bud. <laughs> shout out to Alex Blythe. Holy shit. Ow, ow, ow. Ow, ow, ow. Ow. Who's gonna be... Damsel. Damn. Um, can we talk about the fact that our pats played a dude named Jacob in Water for Elephants? Because I'm not over it. <laughs> Jacob. <laughs> uh, just never over it. Okay. Shout out to Marie Mooney. Yes, dude. Who is oh, yeah. going to be the video short Fear and Shame. Yeah, me too. Where he played himself. Yeah, also same. <laughs> Shout out to Taylor Brown Town Lauder. Holy shit. Braver than the Marines. Give a salute. Too powerful. Who's gonna be Remember Me? Oh, that, that was, that's perfect. That's yeah. great. It's what Taylor All right. deserves. All right. We are up to Katie Weber. Ow. Katie you are going to be, uh, you're gonna be, I mean, I think I have to do it to him, right? It's gotta be Twilight. Yeah, fair enough. It's gotta be. Fair enough. All right. Shout out to Simon, motherfucking steel. Our own show Batman. Getting in the ring with Bella and Peach. (laughs) And treating them like the queens they are, you know? Yeah, he's gonna hype them up. Uh... He's gonna Hype be, man, Simon Steele. He's gonna be the lighthouse. Yo. Yeah. Alright. Some all right, sea all right, all right. boys. Some sea dads. Honestly, I get that. Yeah. Um, alright. So I have I have something a little I have something a little off for you today. Mm-hmm. Um venturing into a, a new space of the internet that I have not gone to Whoa. yet. Um Today's fanfiction is brought to you by Taylor Browntown Lautner, who sent something a little, a little different. Um, and for the first time, and I know that I've never asked you to do this, I, I would like you to open up the link that I have placed oh, in the fanfiction section. Okay. Usually this is like a cursed. Uh, it is. It's a, it is a do not open. Um, but what I'm going to provide for you today Uh-oh. is called <laughs> Postmodern Masterpiece, Wario Took Me to the Middle School Dance. Now, Taylor Brown Lautner did say that this digital album produced by Eighth Grade Notebook, um, which has 13 songs, is a bop. West Orange, New Jersey. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. Um, So I just, I kind of want you to describe what you see here. Um, I see a Wikipedia entry for Idiot. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yep. I see a very cursed, grainy photo of Wario. Yeah. And a mouse, maybe? I don't know. Who's to say? Who's to you know? say? 
Um, and there's just a couple of songs here on his album. Okay. Um, All right. So I'm going to read you the, the fan fiction at the bottom of this. Oh, this, the description is the fan fiction? <laughs> yeah, that is what Taylor Brownton Lautner told me to okay, read today. So I'm sure. going to because I, I trust her judgment. Yeah. Keep in mind, the title of this, Wario Took Me to the Middle School Dance. Okay. Okay. It was finally the big night. I stood there patiently and my long flowing dress, waiting for my boyfriend to arrive. My mom had been saving her invaluable shekels for years to buy me this dress. I loved my mom so much for making this night possible. And to think, just a few months ago, I didn't think anyone would want to ask me to the middle school dance. But when I met him, everything changed. It all started in gym class. This was our first year changing clothes for Jim in the locker room, and I was having a hard time adjusting to the stench of the other boys' body odor. Every day I hated changing in that musty room. My nostrils couldn't handle the sensory overload of 20 other boys' sweat glands unleashing their merciless, vile aroma into them in an endless assault of smelliness. I would sometimes change in the bathroom stalls to distance myself from the horrible stench. Then, one day, there was a new boy in our class. He wasn't like the other boys. He was much larger and more gelatinous. (laughs) Although he was 13, just like me, he already had a full-grown mustache. I was quite shocked. At first, I felt resentment towards the boy. I wanted a mustache too, but I couldn't resist looking at him. The way he starkly contrasted the skinny, small-minded, smelly boys in the class that had enamored me instantly. I... (laughs) I'm just going to go on one more part because this is where it gets buck wild. When he ripped off his Gloria shirt of yellow to change for class, my life would never be the same. From the moment the fabric was lifted from his round body, (laughs) a rich, sophisticated, delicious smell overtook me. I could feel the entire room filling up with this aroma, the sweetest my nose had ever laid its nostrils upon. This was no offensive body odor. This was garlic. End scene. Well, <laughs> so, uh, you're welcome. I, yeah, sure, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, marinate on that garlic. Marinate that garlic sauce, baby. Yep. Um, <laughs> and as we say in Seattle, <laughs> and get garlic. Woo! This is an Earbud Media production. You can find us on Twitter at Earbud Media and listen to the rest of our shows. You can find this show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, as well as IntoTheTwilight.show. You can send us an email at IntoTheTwilightShow at gmail.com. You can also become a sponsor of the show or buy some merch at IntoTheTwilight.BigCartel.com. Our art is done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at YourGhostHost44 on Instagram. And our music is done by Eli Krauss, you can find at EliSauerKrauss and KraussFilms.com. The intro and outro is by KB Smith, you can find at kb underscore underscore smith on twitter you can find ally on twitter at into wild places and you can find me at dyke discourse you've been listening to earbud media production earbud media audio for everyone